As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, later this hour, Brady Cannon, co-host of the greatest ball, uh, golf betting show. I don't know what golf is. Greatest golf betting show there ever was uh, called Long Shots, which, of course, he does with Wes Reynolds. Matt Eumann's coming off of 55 to 1. Uh, another future hit on that show. Brady will join us to talk Northern Trust, the first of the three FedEx Cup events. 125 golfers to 70 to 30. Grand prize, $15 million. Love it. Cannot wait for uh, Brady's thoughts on the Northern Trust and uh, get his thoughts on the six-player playoff this past week from the Wyndham Championship as well. And then in studio a little later on, I uh, love when folks just stroll by in the studio here at the South Point Hotel, which I like to call it the South Point. I think if you've been here, you know that it deserves that kind of recognition. Uh, Dr. Ed Fang. I never call Ed Dr., but I think he deserves the title of doctor. Well, he is a doctor, right? He's a Ph.D. from Stanford. But I never call him doctor. Does he get uncomfortable? We'll find out. Ed Fang will be here uh, because last week we talked about bad ball rates in the National Football League. His newsletter at the Power Rank talked about, all right, you know, can we predict interceptions in the NFL with quarterbacks? Not exactly, but if you can predict bad ball rates, you can sort of tell who might regress to the mean based on their interception rates from previous seasons over, I think it was a three-year period that he did that. So uh, we talked about trying to predict, you know, who's going to be 
who's going to have high interception rates or who will at least be worse this year than they were or better than they were based on their bad ball rate vis-a-vis the interception rate. Today we're going to try to figure out. Now, now we're going to get crazy because we're going to talk about quarterbacks and fumbles. Can you predict specifically quarterbacks and fumbles? Now, of course, fumble recovery is all fumble luck. Or is it? With quarterbacks, Ed Fang will be in studio, founder of the Power Rank, to discuss that. Uh, first, ladies and gentlemen, though, uh, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, you can find him at Spreadopedia. He's a pro better, a baseball savant, and he writes for Point Spread Weekly. Happy to call him part of the VEASAN family. It's Jason Weigarten. How you doing, Jason? Uh, it's, it's our it's our 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern uh, telephony problems <laughs> continuing on a daily basis. I was going to Goulet. I'm like, hey, 8 o'clock every morning. This happens. Here we are again. And it's not always Jason, by the way. It's others as well. But we're going to get to blind resume on the uh, on the uh, National League MVP momentarily. Matter of fact, do we want to start with that before Jason even gets here? Why don't we go to the blind resumes? Um, and we'll do this in order. This is... Blind resume number one, last 30 days. We're talking about National League MVP. Remember now, this was a market where when Fernando Tatis, who had been by some ruled out for the season, remember they were, the Padres were very concerned that he would not come back. He does come back yet again from, uh, from issues. Surgery will have to wait till after the season. And, and the market immediately went from like even money on Tatis. He hits two homers in his debut, in his return. Hits two homers. It goes right to minus 300. Um, okay, not so fast is what uh, Jason is saying. So here's blind. We'll give five blind resumes for National League MVP per Jason Weingarten. Here is number one. Last 30 days we're talking. All right, 23 runs, 37 hits in the last 30 days, seven doubles, 10 dingers, 27 RBI, 30 Ks, 11 walks. So that's not the best ratio there with Ks and walks. No stolen bases, but a slash of 339, 403, and 679. Who is that? Who would that blind resume belong to? Any guesses? How about Austin Riley of the Atlanta Braves? All right, let's bring in Jason Weingarten because we uh, we don't want to uh, have him miss the rest of the blind resumes. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. Let's see if I got my audio fixed now. Yeah, I, ho- I hope so. Anyway, you're, we're uh, we were just beginning the uh, the blind resumes on uh, National League MVP because you wrote a piece, and we you and I alluded to this when we had Mike Palm in studio the other day. We we alluded to how the market just went nuts on Tatis's two home run return, went right to minus three hundred. You wrote a piece at uh, vison.com. Tati's no longer a lock. NL MVP race up for grabs. So we just showed Austin Riley's blind resume. Um, And so let's get to number two here, Jason. Let's flash that up on the screen. This is blind resume number two. Last 30 days, 24 runs, 33 hits, zero doubles, five homers, 14 RBI, 12 Ks, 14 walks. That... That ratio is better than the, than Austin Riley's. Slash of 324, 410, 471. This is in the order you sent them to me. Do you remember who this was, Jason? I don't. Who is that? Reveal. That would be his teammate, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Skill Alexander, a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio. Um, Freddie Freeman, of course, the reigning National League MVP. Do you think this is another situation with Freddie Freeman, Jason, where he will come from out of nowhere to win this based on that? I don't know about out of nowhere, but the the Braves definitely are going to have somebody in consideration if they make the playoffs, and it's probably going to be Freeman over Riley. But I I do think Riley is the kind of guy I, I, I make a note of for next year. Okay. 
Um, can we guys, I'm, I'm, I'm calling an audible, can we skip to blind resume four? Do we have that kind of nimble ability to do that, guys? All right, we'll skip to blind resume number four. We're saving number three. Uh, this is number four. Last 30 days, 19 runs, 28 hits, 10 doubles, 6 homers, 15 RBI, 21 Ks, but 28 walks. Four stolen bases and a slash of 337, 504, 699. That is uh, batting average OBP and sluggo, I believe. Uh, whoa, blind resume number four belongs to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Yeah, oh, you got that one. Okay. <laughs> I love Jason's on it now. He goes, I got Bryce Harper for that one. Uh, Bryce Harper. Ph- Phillies cannot get it right, though, can they, Jason? They're they're having some trouble getting over that hump, but that that that's gonna hurt Harper, I think. Unless uh, same same sort of thing with Freeman. They need they need a playoff berth to to really drive his odds home. Need a playoff push. All right, blind resume number five. Two more of these. This is uh this is the second to last one. This is the last thirty days. Again, look at these numbers. I mean, eighteen runs, twenty seven hits, five doubles, six homers, seventeen RBI, seventeen Ks, twenty nine walks. Oh, I think I know who this is just based on the walks. Uh, one stolen base and a slash of 351, 523, 649. Yep, Juan Soto. You put him on this list just because you want to remind people how awesome he is, I suppose? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the reason. I mean, I, I just want to compare him to guys like uh, like Bryce Harper who have, you know, odds, you know, down to 275 or 4-1 to or whatever he is today. You know, I just want to see the difference between Harper and Soto. It's not that much, but Soto's not going to win, unfortunately. He, he he's he's there and he deserves it, but he's he's not going to get much consideration. Yeah, you're not going to win if you're behind the Marlins, as you point as you point out. All right, and here is the final one, and this is the point of this whole thing, uh, and this is where Jason is going to recommend a bet, and we'll get his thoughts on this. But this is the last 30 days. For this particular player, 22 runs, 37 hits. Before you guys flash it up, let's let's wait a pregnant pause so people could have a chance to guess it. Five doubles, 15 homers. I think that might have given it away. 36 RBI, 29 Ks, 16 walks, no stolen bases, and a slash of 363, 446, 853. Any guesses? Jason Con. Jason Conn knows. I can't ask him. And he'll give everybody guesses. Five seconds, and let's reveal. It is Joey Votto. So, Jason, you are recommending at current prices bets on Joey Votto for NL MVP. Explain. I think if you get 50 to 1, if you could still get 40 to 1, I think that he's neck and neck with a guy like Freddie Freeman who's trading at half that price. And they both basically have the same scenario for MVP consideration. Make the playoffs. You know, and they're they're fighting the the Reds are fighting the Padres for the second wild card spot. I don't know if that's worse or better than playing in the NL East. I think it's probably slightly harder. I think the NL East is is a little bit of an easier path for a good team like like the Braves maybe. But uh, I just think fifty to one is too high. If if we were going through all those numbers right now, I think Votto would would probably be top three. Top four, worst at worst. I like the thinking. And the Reds, although they squandered an opportunity last night against the Cubs, and knocking at the door for that number two wildcard position in the National League. Uh, National League Rookie of the Year, you have thoughts there. You think this is a done deal? I think it's, 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 you're able to write the winner in in pencil right now, and it's Jonathan India. Uh, his, his odds have really just kept, kept going higher. He became the favorite. 
then he kind of went a little higher than minus, you know, minus 150, 140. Then he got in the 200s, and today I see minus 525. So it's it's possible he's not going to win, but I'm I'm going to pencil him in as the the NL rookie of the year. Yeah, that's always one of those again for for new gamblers or newish gamblers. You know, the notion of laying minus 525, they're like, uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. But for those who have the liquidity, right, who have the money in the account. Uh, you only have to wait a month and a half, and he may not be a lock, but as you say, it's in pencil now, maybe not pen, for Jonathan India of the Reds, who, by the way, was up in a big spot last night for the Reds and couldn't get it done with one out in the bases used. By the way, Joey Votto couldn't either right after him uh, with that game in the balance. Um, any plays today in Major League Baseball, sir? I kind of like the Mariners. Not my favorite spot to be laying them at minus 160 or minus 165, but the Rangers are just so bad. And Mike Fultonevich is is just one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. Gives up tons and tons and tons of home runs. So I'm going to lay it with the Mariners today. Um, that was my, my big play, my, my biggest play. Um, the other one, I, I like the Indians. Indians minus 107, up minus 110. Um that's that's about it. I, I I see. Do you see how high the total is in this Rockies game with with Chichi Gonzalez and two, Jake Arrieta? Two touchdowns. Two fourteen. Two touchdowns. It's just unbelievable. What what are the Padres thinking, Jason? Since you bring it up, what, what are they thinking with Jake Arrieta? I mean, I know they they've had issues and they need arms, but really, that's who you came up with. I think it's just uh, you know at this point in the season when when you're in an, an MLB front office and you're going through the list of available guys who can give you innings, there's there's just you know where where are you going to find guys to give you actual major league baseball innings at this point in the season? That's it's it's a very thin talent field out there. So you know Jake Arrieta becomes available, you, you give him a call and ask him if he wants to pitch some innings on a playoff team. He's like, um, yes. I don't know how he ended up in San Diego, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> I was going to say. He's like, yes, and I'll give you a great post-game press conference also. I'm kidding. Um, so just to be clear, are you betting that 14 either way or first five total or anything? If I was going to bet it, it would be a situation that would be either over or nothing. Um, so far, I'm I'm not compelled to bet a 14, but... You know, it's it's going to be a long day before that game starts. Yes, that's right. What Jason is saying, by game time, if some money filters into that bet into my, into my account, uh, don't be surprised. It could happen. Uh, okay, but you are on Seattle against the Rangers and Mike Fultonevich. I did not include Seattle in my brain-dead parlay. By the way, Fultonevich, just another pitcher, right? How many pitchers, Jason? I mean, there's too many to count. As long as you've been following baseball, that were like super duper hyped, and certainly there've been more hype than than Fultonevich was, but he had considerable hype, uh, and then it just sort of never happened, you know, with a guy like that, a fireballer like him. But you're on Seattle and you're on Cleveland; uh, those are your two plays, and no play yet, but no promises on the over. That 14 hung up between our boy Chichi Gonzalez and Jake Arrieta at, uh, at Coors. My brain-dead parlay of the, gay, of the day, gay, in uh, case the folks missed it. And, Jason, I know you've been uh, super excited to hear what my brain-dead parlay of the day is, I'm sure. It is, it is the obvious one. It is the most obvious one. I'm taking Tampa Bay once again against the Orioles, who have lost 13 in a row with a minus 87 run differential along the way. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I am, in fact, uh, taking the Dodgers, who do not even have a pitcher listed yet, 
but are uh, flirting with $3 once again. And uh, the third one is the Cincinnati Reds, Tyler Molly on the hill against the Cubs, who you said that, by the way, the Cubs game starts at 1235 Eastern, 935 uh, Pacific. So that's the earliest of these games today. Starts just a little after this show is over. Um, You were saying, and again, I guess the Cubs did win yesterday, so let's just establish that. But generally speaking, like some of these numbers that they should be posting against the Cubs, what did you say? Like they really got to post like $4 every night against this team, the lineups they're putting out there? Yeah, I mean, if I was booking it, it'd just be like every day, it'd just be like minus 400, come in and bet it, you know, take the other side, whatever you want. But at this point, like, why do you want to take bets on the Cubs? Why do you want to take bets on Baltimore? I don't know if you noticed the crowd sizes last night at some of these games was like, you know, 11,000 people or less than that in Tampa. You know, the Triple A teams are outdrawing some of these major league teams right now. This is this is really the first time I've 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 seriously thought that baseball needs to consider cutting the season a month shorter because you know when you're getting outdrawn by triple A teams when you're getting outdrawn by double A teams what's the point what's the point of playing these games yeah oh and these brain dead parlays are the reflection of that from a gambling perspective it's like what is the what is the point of this this is so bad like again yeah. I used to do this late August early September but like a second after the uh, the trade deadline to start with these brain dead parlays is just it's just happening earlier than ever before. Um, last thing, because I want to ask one football question, but uh, the Yankees with a uh, sweep of the sweep of the Red Sox yesterday, coupled with the A's loss to the White Sox and bad scene there, Chris Bassett, and you had, you had even texted me before this, like big game for Chris Bassett tonight with the AL Cy Young. Poor guy gets hit by a line drive, has to be carted off the uh, the field, and oh by the way, insult to injury charged with the three runs that he left on base that ultimately got home after his departure. So that's like legit insult to injury. Um, but we hope he's okay. And it sounds like he's okay. They're going to check the extent of the, uh, the uh, you know, uh, line drive shot to his head today, medically speaking. But he was talking yesterday. But, the, but back to the point, the Yankees sweep, the A's lose. So now you have the Yankees and the A's tied for the wild card position percentage points ahead of the athletics and we talked about how tough the a schedule is the rest of the way yankees keeping pace with the rays would you make a division play on the yankees at this point i don't know if i'd make another division play on the yankees because i'm already into the yankees for a bunch of money but okay i am i am getting my hopes up again that they're going to win the division I, i expect it to get tighter down the stretch i think I think it probably comes down to the last Yankees Rays series near the end of the season, and if the, the Yankees can get a couple games there, they they might end up ahead in the division at the end. Yeah, Yankees. Just to be clear, five back right now. Both the Yankees and the Rays' remaining strength of schedule pretty middling, and the uh, and the series you're talking about. And I just want to get the exact dates on this, but the series you're talking about, the Yankees and the Rays. The last series of the season in the Bronx, a three-game set, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, hosting the Rays. Could it very well come down to that? Uh, You did touch upon it. We always talk baseball with you, Jason, because that's your bread and butter. But you bet all kinds of things, and one of the things that you have uh, vowed to do at Point Spread Weekly, and you have followed through on that this week, is actually do futures in other sports. Football, obviously, right around the corner. And you have made some football bets. Uh, one involves Trey Lance. Explain, please. I just bet Trey Lance to win Rookie of the Year, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't I don't think it's uh, it's that hard to explain. You saw the, the highlights in his first game. 
the more he does stuff like that, the harder it's going to be to, to say no first team reps for him or that we're going to start Garoppolo week one. You know, he'll, he'll force his way on the field. And I just have a thing with, with Offensive Rookie of the Year, it's a very quarterback-driven award. You're going to win it by being on the field the most. And I, I don't like betting short odds on that. Like 3-1 to one on, on Trevor Lawrence, not a good bet this early in the season. You know, Kyler Murray won last year or two years ago. He was 4-1. to one. I even thought that was short. But, you know, you, you're just looking for the best odds on a guy who's going to actually play. And, I don't know, I think 6-1, to 7-1 to one is a good number on Trey Lance, considering he's probably going to break his way into the lineup, I'd say, by October at the latest. Okay, Trey Lance, 7-1, to one, still available per DraftKings. There are the numbers right there. Trevor Lawrence, your short shot at 3-1. to one. Justin Fields, just shorter than Trey Lance at plus 650. Najee Harris and Kyle Pitts also in single digits. Uh, but as uh, as Jason mentioned, a very quarterback-driven market through the years. Um I'll leave the defensive rookie of the year four points spread weekly because I don't want to kill your entire article. I want people to go and read it. But Jason also has three plays that he has made for defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we won't share those here, but uh, let's just say he has spread out his uh, his bets there, and it's very interesting choices. Before we go, only two minutes, Jason. The T206 Honus Wagner baseball card, the holy grail of baseball cards, even more of a holy grail than the 52 rookie tops mantle, was sold for a record $6.6 million. Uh, I know you're not buying Honus Wagner T206 cards, uh, and I know you're not buying Mickey Mantles, but have you continued to invest in baseball cards we haven't talked about in a while, or have you sort of cooled off on it? I'm still buying cards. Uh, you know, I, I focus more on on prospects, current prospects. So you know, I'm always sort of scouring for for stuff I like. Some some of the guys I, I've been interested in lately have seen huge price jumps, and I missed out on some more expensive stuff. But you're always going to miss out on stuff, so. I don't get too beat up over it. Um, I actually have like 30 unopened packages of baseball cards. So some of it I'm like, I don't even remember what I bought. But <laughs> at some point I'm, I'm going to have to open it all and see what's gone up in value. And like I bought some Bobby Witt cards. We talked about Bobby Witt before the season. His cards are all over a 1000 bucks or something. I was buying them when they were like 300 So hopefully I can flip some of those and you know, see what else I got that's that's exciting that people want. But, you know, the the important thing is if you buy this stuff, you got to be able to sell it. And if it's just sitting in a bag in my office, it's not doing anybody any good, you know? Yeah. So you're, but you don't have the thirst to go high end. Like you don't, you don't want to get into the bigger markets. I'm not saying you have 6.6 million to spare on a Tito six Wagner, but some of the older cards, you're not about that. You're about the prospects and flipping those exclusively. If I had lots and lots and lots of extra money, I'd probably get into it. But no, I'm, it's too much money for me. I have too many other hobbies. Too, too many other hobbies to speak of. Uh, Jason Weigard, ladies and gentlemen, Point Spread Weekly uh, contributor. Uh, we're still waiting for that podcast, Jason. We want a daily podcast, man. Is that coming? It's co- it's coming. It's it's. Just, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm waiting for a producer. I need a producer. Jason Kahn, producer number seven. Nodding his head, (laughs) nodding his head with raised eyebrows. Thank you, Jason. Always appreciate it, man. 
Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. All right. The great Jason Weingarten on baseball and football right there on a numbers game and baseball cards right here at VEASAN. Um, coming back, Brady Cannon. The FedEx Cup is upon us. He's got thoughts. And Ed Feng as well. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Keep it right here for more of A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. In fact, you have kept it right here, and I am here. How about that, Ron Flatter, everybody? Uh, Ron Flatter coming into town for a little horse racing contest, I believe. How about that? Get the paparazzi ready. We'll have to uh, plug the Ron Flatter Racing Pod coming up as well. It's Gil Alexander. It's a numbers game. It is a Wednesday. And ladies and gentlemen, as is the case each and every Wednesday, because he hosts the Lombardi line at the top of the hour, Brady Cannon is kind enough to join us uh, early on set here. Also the uh, co-host, of course, of Long Shots. 
What's happening, man? Uh, not much. Another day and uh, another Lombardi line and long shots uh, with our friend Rufus Peabody was oh, our guest this week. Wow. So always cool to hear him break down a golf tournament the way he attacks it. Very numerical many, and model-based. Yeah, how many times did Rufus go, well, the true odds should be this? <laughs> I think a couple times. <laughs> yes. the, dream, the true odds should be this, the voice But, you of, know, similar to the way... You and I do. You you have the guessing line show. I do it in practice by myself, and and Rufus kind of does that with golf. Where you know he was talking about Patrick Reed, a guy that he's going against this week, and he's like, mm. I make the number eighty to one that he can win this tournament. Right. When when in theory you can find Patrick Reed in the neighborhood of sixty to one. Or well, so so it, it, it's making your own line versus what the book is posting, right? And that's what I do for baseball, and that's what I do for tennis, and that's how every sort of uh, you know. I think better worth is salt. You know, a lot of people do it that way, and that's uh, that's the way to do it numerically. The interesting thing with him is, though, when he says it, it sounds like a real voice of authority, like this yeah. is the actual math behind it, <laughs> when it's, in fact, his own oversight. We love Rufus. Uh, so good that you had him on. Yeah, he's uh, a, a three-time offender now of long shots. Three-time offender. We always go to a tournament uh, in the Northeast because that's where he uh, lives. So, you know, he did Liberty National, did TPC Boston with us last year. And I can't remember which tournament he did in year number one of long shots, but yeah. we try and keep it regional with our guests. Like I told you, man, when uh, the PGA Tour goes to the majestic Rock Creek Golf Course in D.C., in Northwest <laughs> D.C., I'm your guy. You know who I'm calling. <laughs> if, you ever played, if you've ever played the fourth hole at Rock Creek, you know what I'm talking about. It's literally like there's a tee box and there's a square of grass and then there's the hole. <laughs> this is cool. Glorious. Uh, and then you have guys like old men on the bench critiquing your swing also. It's a fabulous lovely, thing in Rock Creek. Um, so Matt Humans hits a 55 to 1. Yes. Which is great for Matt. But then you and Wes had Russell oh, Henley. More heartache. We're talking about uh, last week, the Wyndham Championship, which ended up in a six-player uh, playoff. Henley actually was not part of that. He I bogeyed 18. And that's the second week in a row for me that the similar scenario unfolded. I had Harris English at Memphis, mm -hmm. who was your 54-hole leader. At one point, had a four-shot lead on the back nine, just like Henley. Ended up missing out on the playoff as well. And uh, I just found out that I, I knew they were both Georgia Bulldogs. I also found out that they were roommates oh. at Georgia. But it was yet another Georgia Bulldog that got it done in Kevin Kistner. Kevin Kistner. And Humans hits the 55 to 1. By the way, you and Humans going to Arizona for, yes. for uh, my guys. My guys in the desert on Friday at the DraftKings Sportsbook at TPC Scottsdale. Beautiful. Yeah. And you're going to play, forward to play a round or two in the process, I would imagine. Yeah, we do uh, have a uh, reservation on Thursday, and I think that's a good thing. Obviously, playing golf is great, but it'll give us a feel for the property, and, and I like getting there a day ahead of time to kind of get the, the feel for the lay of the land. And, it's you a know, good life, getting a feel for the property. Right, a recon trip. <laughs> good for you guys. All right, uh, one question before the break. We want to get to your, uh, your picks for the Northern Trust, the first leg of the FedEx Cup. But this is from Todd Wright, uh -huh. the great Todd Wright. Who's been a, has he been a long shot guest? I played wiffle ball with Todd Wright in Las Vegas oh, many moons ago. That's experience. The greatest radio host there ever was. Uh, before we get to your picks, we'll do those after the break. But this is from Todd Wright. He said, may I ask a question for Brady? I re response was sure. He goes, as I attempt to hold off Whit Watson from Golf Channel and Todd Callis from the Astros in our one-and-done league, uh, are courses like Hilton Head, Colonial, and Sedgefield, which we just played at, comparable, in quotes, to Liberty National, which we're just about to play at here at the Northern Trust, as we look for statistical data to make picks this week? Good question. Those are not courses that I used as far as correlated courses this week, but I did use Pebble Beach, 
uh, Royal St. George's, where they just played the British Open, and Olympia Fields, where last year they played the BMW Championship. I think you'll find that the length of the par fours, also Liberty National, smaller greens like Pebble Beach, and also kind of a lynxious style. And Rufus Peabody mentioned this on our Long Shots uh, show on Tuesday. If you miss the fairways, they're pretty wide fairways at Liberty National, like Pebble Beach. But if you miss the fairway, they're pretty penal. And the rough is kind of like that British Open-ish and a lynxious feel with a lot of bunkers and stuff like that. So I think there is some crossover with Royal St. George's and even uh, Royal Portrush, where they played the British Open in 2019, and then Pebble Beach, and then also Olympia Fields, where John Rahm was your winner last year at the BMW Championship. So those are the courses I used as comp courses. Very thorough answer. Thank you for the question, Mr. Todd Wright, who hopefully will get on the show to do a little fantasy football with us here. Hope it helps. Momentarily. Uh, We'll come back. We'll get Brady's picks for the Northern Trust at Liberty National. First of three legs of the FedEx Cup from 125 to 70 to 30. Grand prize, $15 million. We'll do that next right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. This week's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod zeroes in on Del Mar and Saratoga. Millie Balyakteen of XBTV previews Saturday's Million Dollar Pacific Classic. Louis Saez talks his rise to the top of the jockey standings at Saratoga. Chrissy Andrews, my mishbucha from the South Point, handicaps races at both tracks. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. He's a uh, media king, that Ron Flatter. Or download it Friday morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Bet. Skill Alexander, Brady Cannon is here. Dr. Ed Fang to join us momentarily to talk, uh, can we can we assess fumbles with quarterbacks? Can we predict that mm. in the National Football League? He did, you talked about bad ball rates and picks last week. He's going to be in studio to talk fumbles. That's going to be interesting. All right, Brady, uh, FedEx Cup. 125 golfers to 70 to 30. Grand prize, $15 million. Staggered start on the third of the three uh, tournaments of the FedEx Cup, that specifically being the one in Atlanta, the Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club. But that's a couple weeks away. We start with the Northern Trust in Jersey City, and you talked about comps that you use for this course. What other details about the course should we know? Well, I think the usual suspects, strokes gained approach, uh, scrambling. Uh, these are bent grass greens, which, uh, you know, favor some players, and some players aren't so good on that type of surface. So I think that's something you need to look at. But, you know, we haven't seen this golf course a whole lot. It hosted the uh, – It's no, it wasn't called the Northern Trust uh, way back when, but 2009, 2013, and then 2019, that's when it was called the Northern Trust. Uh, so – and then we saw the President's Cup there in 2017. So really just about four episodes of this golf course that we've been able to take a look at. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily present a sample size like a typical tour course that we see year after year after year. So, you know, generating horses for courses can be difficult. So I looked at your usual stats. Like I say, strokes gained approach. Um, It has a lot of par fours on this course that are in the neighborhood of 450 to 500 yards, so I looked at who's good on par fours at that length, but then I relied heavily on the comp courses, um, and a couple guys I went with, uh, Jordan Spieth, I got at plus 1850, which is a pretty nice. good number. Uh, Daniel 
Berger, I got it 33 to 1. That is uh, still readily available. And then Kevin Streelman, I got at 120 to 1. That was a big number on him. And Paul Casey, I got it 40 to 1. Those guys are all Pebble Beach specialists. Jordan Spieth has three top tens and a win at Pebble Beach. Paul Casey has a fifth, a second, and an eighth. Daniel Berger, his last three attempts at Pebble Beach have been first, fifth, and tenth. And then Kevin Streelman has four top tens and three top 20s at Pebble Beach. And then also, I mentioned Royal St. George's as a comp course. Jordan Spieth just finished second there. I remember that because I had a ticket on him. Uh, Casey was 15th, and Streelman was 19th there, and Daniel Berger was 8th. So those guys match up real well on the comp courses for me. Uh, Daniel Berger has, has become the Matt Kuchar ATM machine, the top 10 ATM machine. No doubt about that. Are you going to bet him in derivatives as well, I would imagine? You know, I, I haven't done a lot of derivatives the last couple of weeks. I'm starting to shift over to football. So, you know, certainly diving into the golf handicap uh, as ardently as I normally would, but not spreading out my bankroll too much on the golf right now and kind of kind of really getting into the football research and getting ready to unload on that as well. So no head-to-heads either here. I haven't. Well, I, I looked at head-to-heads. I just didn't really find any that I liked this okay. week. Yeah. Hey, it happens. That was me with tennis yesterday. So those are, uh, by the way, one little administrative note, not 125, even though that's what the FedEx Cup is supposed to be. As Wes Reynolds mentioned Monday morning on the show, Louis Oosthuizen withdrawing, so 124 golfers. Interestingly, they don't replace him. Yeah, I guess you can't, you know, because it is only reserved for the top 125. So there will be 124 in the field. Louis, I think, probably just a little fatigue. He'd played so many weeks in a row. He ended up withdrawing last week from the Wyndham and again this week. But he'll be in the top 70. I'm sure he'll be back next week for the BMW. Some of the other guys I went with, uh, Jason Kokrak. And basically, I played five guys kind of in that 30, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 to 1. And then after that, I took like three long bombs. Uh, Jason Kokrak, Joaquin Neiman, and then Streelman was one of those bombs. Neiman at 64, Kokrak at 80, and Streelman at 120. But I mentioned Olympia Fields as another comp course. And also right here, Shadow Creek in our backyard. Jason Kokrak won there, finished sixth at Olympia Fields. John Rahm won at Olympia Fields, finished 17th at Shadow, third at Royal St. George's, also finished third in the United States Open at Pebble Beach in 2019. And then Joaquin Neiman, sixth at Shadow Creek last year at the CJ Cup and third at Olympia Field. So a lot of my handicap was looking at how these guys have done on comparable courses. Yeah. Um, um, believe me, Todd Wright's question in the last segment, I'm thinking about my one and done on primetime action. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I have a one and done that we've done the entire season. And we've already figured out, because we hadn't thought about it in advance, you can't use the third of the FedEx because it's a staggered start. Mm -hmm. The purses have to do with that. Right. So we can't. We have to throw that out. So it's only two more tournaments left. And Kelly has a pretty pretty sizable lead on us. I had Kevin Na last week. That could have really, really narrowed the, the gap. <laughs> um, but so I'm... I'm Clearly, there's some game theory involved here, and I have to see who Kelly has already picked, and then I got to pick. Who do you have left? I, I I don't know. I have to I have to analyze it. I I have Justin Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, I have Rory McIlroy. I have to check if I have Spieth left. If I have Spieth left, he's my guy. A lot of uh, sharp uh, golf handicappers that I know are on Rory McIlroy this week. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. Ben Coley. You remember Ben yeah, Coley ben. from the U.K.? Mm -hmm. uh, very sharp and usually joins us on long shots for the British Open. I know Ben likes Rory. Rufus Peabody likes Rory as well. And actually, Rufus was kind of a fade of Spieth. Oh, he was? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. 
Uh, we only have 90 seconds left, Brady, but I want to ask you because, oh, by the way, when Brady's on, Brady won with his Sansu C team uh, the uh, Super Contest back in 2011. And do you still do contests with your same guys? Yes. After yes. all these years? Yeah, I figure, I figure that's got to be a lifetime membership, right? Yeah. I mean, we can't not submit an entry. And for, th- for those who don't know the story, tell the story about what happened in 2010, between the 2010 and 2011 seasons. Right. Uh, yeah, we had five players. We used to have five players on the team, and we would each make one pick. And this guy was new to our team. He was the fifth guy that had joined the team. And we didn't do so well, you know, around 50% or something like that. And we asked him, you know, that August, all right, you ready to sign up again, Bill? And Nah, you know what? I, I'm going to pass, Braid. Thank you very much. And, uh, of course, we went on to hit 72.5% the next year. Do you still talk to old Jim? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bill. 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 Bill, I'm sorry. Yeah. You still talk Dear to friend. Old... Dear friend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bill. So. The fifth beetle. The fifth beetle. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> well, good luck in all the contests that uh, you are Are you doing Survivor again, of course? Yeah, I'm in Survivor, man. There's no question I'm going to do Survivor. Uh, week 15. Wet the appetite for trying to get further than that. Mm-hmm. Week 15 last year, the the, uh, the deep run. I'll be in millions too, but you know, millions. My expectation is there's no chance whatsoever I'm gonna gonna win. Survivor. I'm like, see, I'm I feel like I thing. have a lot better chance in the super contest and the millions. I'm just not. I get so locked in. My mind is so focused on point spreads. I'm not as good at yeah. Survivor. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny like that. Brady Cannon, everybody, host the Long Shots. He'll host the Lombardi Line. Top of the hour, right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Thank you, Brady. Appreciate it. You bet. Doctor Ed Fang next. Football fumbles. Can we predict them? Right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game indeed. By the way, no one raises the stakes for English Premier League action like BetMGM. I should mention that. Sign up for the BetMGM app using bonus code VSIN100. And if your first wager is a $1 money line bet on any EPL game, you'll receive $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The opportunities to win big this season don't stop there. Try BetMGM's one-game parlay feature to make selections within a single soccer game. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet on any English Premier League game and either team scores a goal. Bet fearlessly on dozens of sports at BetMGM, the king of sports books. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in the state of Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, in studio, first time in studio on the show. We've had him on the show uh, many times before, but never here in person. It is Dr. Ed Fang. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Call you doctor? No, I mean, I kind of like it. You kind of like it? Yeah, it strokes my ego a little bit. All right. Dr. Ed (laughs) Fang. Uh, Of course, the Football Analytics Show, The Power Rank. You can follow him on Twitter, at The Power Rank. How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing great. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you, too. What, why are you specifically in town? Not to be here, obviously. Why, why specifically did you come to Las Vegas? I mean, kind of to be here, kind of to uh, set up a bunch of meetings and oh, okay. uh, staying here at the South Point. And, oh, nice. And you, uh, you turn on the t- television in the morning, and you can scroll <laughs> down, and you get VEASAN. Yes. And so I was drinking my coffee, listening to you, listening to Aaron Schatz this morning. Did we say something intelligent? Did Aaron and I say yeah. something? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm sure Aaron did. I don't know if I did. Absolutely. Um, did you get one of the hardwood rooms or one of the carpeted rooms? Hardwood. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. That's the way to go. Uh, so last week, last week uh, you were on the phone with us, and we talked about this is all part of the Power Rank newsletter. How could people get the Power Rank lo- newsletter? By the uh, way? Go to thepowerrank.com. Okay. That's my site. Not, and, not uh, the power rank, just power rank.com. No, the power, the power rank. The power rank.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, sign up for my free email newsletter. It's been revamped uh, since this off season. And uh, there's short, concise content that I hope is valuable to you. Um, I think it's valuable to you. We'll talk about some of it today. You can decide for yourself. But you can get that at thepowerrank.com. I like how you said it. Decide for yourself. Yeah, we'll, we'll put yeah. out the information to have a show. So last week, uh, we talked about something that was the subject of your newsletter, which had to do with bad ball rates. Yeah. Before we get to that, guys, can we go? Do we have the bad ball rate stuff from last week? Uh, because that was that was super fascinating. Because it was the notion of can you predict interceptions with quarterbacks? 
And the theory was, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is that, okay, maybe you can't exactly, but if you if you look at bad ball rates vis-a-vis interception rates with these quarterbacks, then you can get a sense of who's been fortunate and who hasn't been. Yeah, exactly. So traditionally, it's been very hard to predict interceptions with only interceptions. So you look at interception rate from one year to the next for quarterbacks. There's not much of a relationship there. So what I discovered was um, that if you expand the set of events that you're looking at, you can do better. And so bad balls is simply the total of interceptions plus passes defended. So passes are defended are plays in which the defense gets a hand in the ball. It might get tipped at the line of scrimmage. It might be a defensive back. It can also be a defender that jars the ball loose when the ball's coming in. But in essence, any pick and any pass defended, any bad ball is a situation in which the quarterback puts the ball in a dangerous position. Right. I See, I love that because being from a baseball betting background, you know, much of what baseball is and fan graphs is, you know, it's all in the public domain. Fan graphs has made, you know, their uh, their hay on, on really coming, to, you know, with pitchers. Here's what a true skill set is. Here's where they've been lucky, right, with things like batting average on balls in play, uh, the difference between fielding independent and ERA at a basic level. Um strand rates, all kinds of things, home run to fly ball rates. We can tell how good a pitcher really is, but we don't really get that with football. And here, just as for a refresher from last week, expected quarterback greatness, we've titled it, picks bad balls. Uh, this, it was a three-year sample size. You you figured out that three years was sort of the, the best way to go about this. But these were guys with um the, so these were guys with really low bad ball rates. Yes. yes. Low bad ball rates, but also with low um, oh, no, pardon me, but with based on their low bad ball rates, relatively interesting pick rates, interception yep. rates. So Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, we probably could expect yep. this, but like Kyler Murray and Cam Newton might surprise some folks might actually get better with their pick rates. Exactly. So the, the, the way I did this was I looked at the total. I, I normalize this all by the number of attempts, right? And then when you do that, you can see who's an outlier good in terms of bad ball rate compared to what their pick yeah. rate is. And the, you know, the, the names that really, I mean, Marcus Mariota is not starting this year. So, so let's focus on Kyler Murray and well, the same. Kyler Murray is definitely starting. So yeah. And the sample size for Mariota was probably small too. Right. I would imagine by it's smaller, but you know, I mean, I think there was a, the, there's a full 2018 season in there. True. So yeah. uh, Kyler Murray, pretty good. 2.2% pick rate, which is not terrible by any stretch. That's below NFL average, but his bad ball rate has been very good. Okay, and then uh, and Cam Newton might surprise you. Maybe his pick yep. rate will get better. And then uh, the uh, the opposite side, I don't want to belabor this too much because I want to get to this subject this week. But these were the guys that you're like, oh, no. Like, they had really low pick rates based on really high bad ball rates. So Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Blake Bortles, perhaps no surprise to folks. Uh, Joe Burrow might, uh, oh, that's, uh, you know, because people love Joe Burrow. So People love Joe Burrow. That's yeah. a small sample size. Small sample so size. But, I mean, I think for any quarterback to sustain 1.2%. Oh, yeah. No. Is a tough order. Tough order. Okay, so then that's interceptions. There are going to be some people who are like, oh, well, interceptions. Boy. But but a lot of people will be like, okay, maybe I can buy an interceptions. But now this weekend, now you've really done it. Now you're trying <laughs> now you're trying, trying to ascertain if we can determine um, fumbleitis, the dropsies. But right. specifically, you did it with quarterbacks. And what you've provided here, let's start with this, a distribution of fumbles lost based on type of play. So here's a nice little uh, graph that you've put together. And what we see is, okay, well, the most are on runs. We're talking about quarterbacks now. Uh, the most are on runs, but 
okay, 31%, uh, but 32% of, of fumbles lost happen on runs, but runs constituted 41.3% of offensive plays anyway, so it's not like it's a big deal. Yeah. But the sacks, 31.1% of fumbles lost happened on sacks, even though only 3.6% of offensive plays ended in sacks. And so you said to yourself, why don't we look at sack rate? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so th- so this is fumbles lost, and, and you mm-hmm. pointed out the, the interesting thing here. I actually saw this with something that Chase Stewart did like maybe a decade ago. Uh, the numbers look pretty much similar. But I, I thought it was something that really kind of needed to be brought out, right? We know quarterbacks are king. We know passing is really important. And again, we've talked about the interceptions previously. But it goes beyond that because they're, they handle the ball all the time. And this just shows that their importance extends to not turning the ball over in terms of fumbles. Just with the way that these fumbles lost are distributed, mm-hmm. um, they're even more important. They're, they're even earning their salaries even more. So if we can determine sack rates, right. perhaps we can glean something about the propensity right. to fumble the football by quarterbacks. Yeah, so, so you can look at the propensity of quarterbacks to fumble on sacks. Mm-hmm. So I've done that work. Um, it's actually pretty interesting because you get uh, you get some of the more athletic quarterbacks that don't fumble as much. Russell Wilson's of the world, Deshaun Watson's. Um, some of the more pocket passers tend to be tend to fumble a little bit more. Uh, Carson Wentz tends to fumble a lot. But also, when you look at fumble rate on sacks, it's not predictive from year to year. So I don't feel comfortable. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't feel comfortable telling uh, saying like, oh, well, uh, you know, Carson Wentz has fumbled on sacks this percentage. Let's use that going forward. Right. And fumble recovery is not something we can ever sort of. Well, we, we could, you know, so we oh, can you... say something about Oh, it. yes, because you do have a number about that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. you know, fumbles happen on different plays. So on rush plays, I believe the defense recovers about 42% of fumbles. So that, uh, so just let's use that as a baseline. On sacks, the defense recovers about 53% of fumbles. Ooh, that is something. So there's a surprise element there, right? The quarterback doesn't know it's coming, you know, um, and I think this all has, to, I think pocket presence is very underrated with quarterbacks, and I think we're, that's the key thing that we're really talking about here. Offensive and, linemen will have their back turned, typically. Defensive linemen yep. are facing it. Yeah, it makes sense. And who's the first person who knows the ball is fumbled? Yeah. The guy who sacked the, the quarterback. Of course. So, so yeah, Fumble recoveries are still pretty random, but you're, the defense is going to tend to recover more sack fumbles. So that's not something that you certainly see in the data. Okay, so how many years of data did you look at for this, for sack rates? It wasn't three years. It was five, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was looking yeah. at five, year, five years of sack rate. Um, so, okay, so if we don't trust a quarterback's fumble rate on sacks, which, which I don't, um, the next thing we can do is just look at how often they get sacked. The more often they get sacked, the more likely they, they are to fumble. And, you know, this, this is not something that I did, but, you know, quarterbacks own sack rates much more than we think. You know, we kind of think it's an offensive line stat, but a lot of work that, that I, uh, some of the work that I've done show that sack rate for quarterbacks is pretty sticky from year to year. Like it's almost as sticky as completion percentage. So interesting. And you know, some of the work that Dr. Eric Eager has done over at Pro Football Focus has found the same thing. He's a doctor too. He's a doctor. I gotta too. call him that next what? time he's on. I gotta call him that next time he's on. <laughs> so you know, you know, his work kind of shows that the quarterback pressure rates are stickier than any kind of lineman pass block rates that they looked at. And I, it certainly offensive line does matter, but. 
quarterbacks probably own a little bit more of sack and pressure rates um, than the offensive line, which I don't think your average better is is really thinking about. Yeah, so, and and so that's that's the kind of thing I want to bring out with. I this. love it. So we only have a minute left, so I want to get to it. Quarterbacks with the highest sack rates, twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. Uh, Russell Wilson, eight point two percent. Terod Taylor, starting for the Texans, nine point four percent. Daniel Jones, that won't surprise anybody, 8.3%. <laughs> and then Ryan Tannehill, uh, 7.5%, although last year, as you point out, sort of anomalous for him, 4.7% rate. So don't get too used to that, I guess, is perhaps. By the way, NFL average, 6.2%. And then here's uh, equally interesting here as we close. The lowest sack rates for that five-year span, Big Ben, 3%, Tom Brady. Look at him. He doesn't, he doesn't do nothing yeah. wrong. Unbelievable, Tom Brady. 3.9%, Patrick Mahomes, 4%. Derek Carr, Drew Locke, and Jared Goff. Oh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke, huh? It's kind of interesting. Uh, the Power Rank newsletter, thepowerrank.com. That's where they can get that. That's right. If you like uh, information like that. Also the host of the football analytics show, Dr. Ed Fang. Sorry it was so short, Ed. We appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, Gil. Uh, thanks to uh, all who were on the show today. Good luck with all the tennis bets. Well, that's in the newsletter. All the baseball bets, brain dead parlay. Good luck with all the Lombardi line with Brady Cannon next at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. Thank you, sir. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.